welcome to episode 15 of Floating Through Film. This week we are doing our, what, another filler episode called Blind Spots. Where okay, we'll you don't have to call it filler. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a break episode. It's a filler episode between, it's giving us a break between, long yes. between, between longer series. Yes. And it's called Blind Spots, where we choose a movie that none of us have seen. We'll probably, we'll probably change that to where at least one person has seen it, maybe they pick both movies or something. Yes. And make the other two watch them yeah, because yeah. I don't know. It just it leads to more. It's hard to find a movie that all three of us haven't seen. So yes, yes. we'll probably just change that. I think it would be kind later, of fun but... for like if one person has seen them and the other two person hasn't. Yeah, seen yeah. It it'll so... be fun. Yeah. But this week we're gonna be doing Redbeard and Titan. Yes. Because none of us have seen that before or seen either one of those before. And we're gonna start with Titan by. I mean, oh, yeah, we're starting with Titan. Right? Yeah, we're starting with Titan. I was just gonna say, I mean, because it is really surprising that we haven't all seen Red. None of us have seen Redbeard. It very, it really but we'll, is. I guess we'll talk about that after we talk about Titan. Yeah, yeah we'll start with Titan, but directed by Julia Ducournay. Um, it's about it's about a serial killer, a serial killer <laughs> woman. Trying to explain this. <laughs> yes, yes. Trying to explain. About it. Let me read the letterbox. The letterbox okay, says. okay. Well, this because the letterbox <laughs> does not. Uh, it's not even what the movie's about. No. So. Yeah. The letterbox description says: Following a series of unexplained crimes. A former firefighters reunited with the son who has been missing for ten years. I mean, that's I get why they don't want they don't yeah. want to, <laughs> they don't want to uh, spoil anything, I guess. But that's just like the the crimes are explained in the movie. Yeah. We see them happen. How are they yeah. unexplained? Like, yeah. It acts like it's like uh, you know David Fincher's Zodiac. Or something. Yeah. Like, like, it's like no, we see everyone. And yeah, the firefighter doesn't even come in until maybe not halfway, but at least a quarter, like at yeah. least a third, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty far in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, no, okay, let's so, see you try it. Let's okay, so my description of this movie would be you're following around a serial killer who maybe doesn't really have a reason to be a serial killer. Maybe she does. I think that's part of the movie. I don't know. You were saying that about Gone Girl for sure. There was a connection yes, there. Yeah. Um, maybe. She, she just she, likes killing people. She likes killing people, I yeah. guess. She decides to kill a guy, fucks a car, gets pregnant, apparently. I don't know yes, what happens, yes. dude. Like, after that, he does. she does, she does like, change her appearance, finds... A fireman. I honestly don't get that relationship also too much. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I guess my main thing with this is I don't really get what she's trying to say with the movie, honestly. I was the same with her. <laughs> like, I honestly, I don't, I, I feel like it's a Cronenberg movie, but where Cronenberg, I actually get the themes and points he's trying to display. And like, whereas his like body horror like really means something. Mm-hmm. This one I'm just kind of like confused. <laughs> like, I saw I saw I don't know if I agree with this yet. I, I still need to think about it, but I saw someone I follow on Letterboxd explain it as uh, they thought the director leaving it intentionally like uh, intentionally left it very vague for people yes. just to uh, you know draw their own conclusions to it. I mean that's what I was going to say. I, but he, it was a negative review. He was saying it was, that. It, it was in a negative way. So No, it does feel more like it's not trying to say any one thing. Yeah. And that's probably maybe my main flaw with the movie. It's trying to do way too much. You know, like, there's certain moments where you can tell she's trying to say a certain thing, but then the movie completely shifts to saying, trying to say something else with the main guy and main girl, or the father and son, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that relationship is kind of its own movie, and then her kind of battle its own They movie. really are two different types of movies. And the body horror movie is like, and the body horror stuff is like, it's like a really sweet movie at uh, points, and then all of a sudden it comes like really nasty body horror, but it's like the same character, you know? So, Cyborg yeah. like, Cyborg. And you saying Cronenberg kind of like, it, I can see that because I don't even like Cronenberg that much, but I do agree with you that uh, his messages are way more direct at least. And so like you understand why the body horror is happening. Yeah. And this one I'm like, how do, like, like this movie could exist without the body horror to me. 
you know, yeah. basically. Oh, it could, yeah. You know? I think Especially, I think the body horror is, like, there's two types. I honestly am surprised that there are, I, I guess not surprised that people love this movie, but it is, like, weird because there are two different movies in this one movie. Like, there is the body horror Even movie. Even more, in my opinion, though. That's the, yeah, I'm for sure. Saying. But, like, the two main ones are, like, a body horror movie and then, like, kind of like an unconditional love story almost, yes, yes. you know? About like, trauma, like you were saying. Yeah, about trauma, yeah. yeah. Um, and overcoming it and, like, I don't know, like, getting a son back. I Like, maybe, like she's she's kind of, like, who gives him his life back, baby, basically yes. with the baby that he that yes. he had lost for so long. Definitely in his perspective. Yeah, in his perspective. And, and, like, that's... is he the main character in this movie or is she? Like, that's also perspective. Like, because if you take it from his point yeah, of view yeah. and, like, she's his salvation or something. Well, let me say what I, I thought... At least one of the main themes was what I kind of got out of it was, uh, at the, you know how the movie starts with her kind of, uh, you know the the heavy male gaze of, on her body yeah. as she's dancing on the car, you know obviously with all the guys watching her, <clears throat> basically how she's an object just like the cars are, you know she's a yeah. part of the show kind of thing, and then one of the fans follows her after to the car and that's literally how the murders start right and to me like the movie is literally about the breaking point, you know she's already reached the breaking point with that you know yeah. she's already, you can tell she's tired as fuck that kind of thing. And when she's at the car, like, that's her breaking point, you know? She, she decides to go on the killing. But I don't think the movie... Does the movie really say that it, that's her first killing, though? I think it's not oh. her first killing. I don't oh. think it's her like, first one. You, you, I I that's that's what the I one in the car with yeah, the Yeah, because I think she's yeah. watching the news at her house after that, and it's, like, the third or fourth yeah, she, victim I, that yeah, they she found. Did say that. No, yeah. but that's af- I think she's watching the news after... Uh, well, this, she kills all the people at the house. I guess this is a, this is an example. Of yes, the, yeah, no, no. The new story when she's watching with her with the uh, with the parents, with the parents. Because she's at home with her parents, yeah. isn't she? Watching because she's yeah. at home with her parents watching the news. Yeah. I thought that was after the first guy, but it could have been after the because yeah. she actually does kill three yeah. people. Also, I, I think it's an she example. Does, of it, yeah, of, well, she kills more people yeah. in that house. Yeah, three people. She yeah, kills three people house, in yes. that house. In the I thought that was away. her second killing. Uh, oh no, I mean uh, her third killing after because she kills the guy. Yeah. Then she kills the girlfriend. Yeah. And then she kills people in the house. Yeah, because I think that she kills the girlfriend after the first news story about there already being three to four people and the police saying, like, yeah, you, you don't need to worry too much yet. But, you might be right about that. Heightened awareness. That's the, thing, that's the thing, though. I don't know. Like, she never goes back to the car show and does the dancing thing, I don't think. No, after that, After that, the, at least the first killing we well, see. Yeah, because she went assumed, on the run. That's, yeah. that's why I assume she hadn't done three or four at that point. That was her first. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think I don't like, think that's why it's, I just, assume she would go on the run after yeah. that one. This, this is an example of it. Because why would she go to a public car show if she had already done some killings? Because they didn't know who she was. The only reason but she, after the that only one, reason though. the only reason they know who she like what she looks like is because that one girl got away. No, this is the, from the house. Like she killed three people and the last one got away. So I guess either way, I mean it's not yeah. too important. But it's, it's, it's uh, leaving it vague, basically. Yeah, it is. I guess it is kind of vague. Yeah. And my main point was she had already reached the breaking point. You know, yeah. maybe maybe it's the whole movie she had reached. I assumed it happened at that point because she was still doing the car show stuff, and I was like, you know, and this is one of those creepy fans that follows her. Obviously, thinks you know they deserve more than just watching yeah. kind of thing. And the car scene is weird but, because like the next time that she dances on a car is on the fire truck for all the men. Whenever she's yeah, playing yeah. a guy, like whenever she's acting I like a guy. That. Okay, we should get. We'll get to the end. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to the end uh, for sure. But because I mean, uh, and I, what I really wanted to get to was. To me, it kind of is making a statement of she gets a second chance by literally faking to be a guy, you know, faking to be a boy. That's how she gets her start start over, you know. It, I don't know if she even does it on purpose or not, but that's kind of, at least in my opinion, what the movie is making. Like, she probably she gets a second start in her own life by becoming a boy that she might not, you know, maybe she wanted to be her whole life and her parents didn't let her, you know. Maybe that that kind of it, it is kind of vague, it's yeah. open like that, or she just 
chooses that because she thinks that's her better opportunity to have a better chance, you know, to be a guy who's a who has whose father has an important position kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and that's your better chance than like the life she obviously had, which it doesn't show that much obviously. It only shows basically one scene. Yeah, one scene. <laughs> but you kinda it's implied. Like especially I thought it was actually a really good shot how that scene ends of her in the hospital and she's just basically glaring at her dad. And oh, her dad's yeah. like kinda just looking away, you know, like nervous if she's gonna say anything kind of thing. And like that's how kind of the movie starts right now, like at least how I saw it. She's like she just sees her life growing up, she's been fucked over by guys, so her best chance is to basically live as a guy, you know, or start over yeah. as a boy, you know. And it works, you know. <laughs> like, it does. Uh, she gets a chance maybe that she wouldn't have had her, uh, if she didn't do that. But that's the thing. Like, the movie doesn't stay focused on that. It has all kinds of different... It does. ...moments, good and bad. I don't know, like... Good and bad. <laughs> uh, so, it doesn't sound like any of us loved it or anything. No. no. I, I don't think it's but a are bad... there any good mo- moments like you liked it in it? No. I mean, the, the visuals... Visual, no. <laughs> the visuals were... Like, some of, like, the lighting and stuff was cool, I thought. Okay, okay. That's yeah. definitely a well-made movie. Yeah. The acting was good, too. Have any of us seen Raw? I haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't either. Yeah. I mean, another we're probably the wrong... And that's uh, another reason why we want to do a blind spot where one of us at least has seen it, because we're probably the wrong people to be talking about this. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're not the demographic. We're definitely though. not we're the, the demographic. Yeah, okay. Maybe like Blake, actually. We can appreciate... Obviously, <laughs> it's a movie's made for like everyone to appreciate, yeah. you know. Blake likes stuff. <laughs> like, the themes, we're probably not the best people to be talking about it, you know, our perspective yeah. on it. Yeah. Don't listen uh, to us. <laughs> Turn don't, off the podcast. Listen. Turn off. Okay, we're talking about Redbeard. No, but, uh, I mean, I think it was definitely worth watching. No, you know? it definitely like, is worth watching, for uh, sure. I am surprised it's it was so popular. It's an interesting movie. No, it, it's so, like, that's, that's honestly the craziest thing is that a movie like this is so popular. Yeah. And at least movies like this are still being made also, because yeah. that is another good thing. It's like, Because it don't... got nominated for an Oscar or something? It did. I don't they got so. no, I don't think nominated so. for an Oscar. I don't know if it, got, it definitely didn't win. I don't know. No, it definitely didn't win. But I thought it got the, nominated. I think in the foreign picture. category it got nominated. Okay, yeah. Or international category, whatever they call it. Because it is French. It is, yeah. So, yeah, the public international category. No, but yeah. I don't think it matters, though, honestly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying that's why it was probably partly why it was so popular. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And, yeah. And it, it Actually, says no, a lot. It didn't, it didn't get nominated. No, oh, okay. Well, yeah, and it, said, it says a lot that... It won the Palme d'Or. Yeah, it's, it says a lot that, like, the people who love this, like, love it. Oh, yeah. Like, And that's how Cronenberg fans are, too. Like, I guess a lot of body horrors, like... Uh, that's true with most movies, so I don't want to. Yeah, but like Titan, Titan, I've heard like a lot about. Like I've seen some great reviews too on Letterboxd yeah. and stuff. People really love it. I I've, I just heard a lot of people talking about it. Like and like I get why why some movies. people will love this movie. I, like I do get that because it is an interesting movie. Like it it definitely is interesting at the very yeah. least. I um, do think it is a fair criticism that it is kind of unfocused though. Yes, like, I think to so me, too. Uh, I, I guess you kind of said it, but the whole, like, at least Cronenberg's more direct with his body horror. Like, at least I can appreciate that, where at least he's not, it doesn't feel like the body horror's for no reason almost. Like, I feel like it is in this one. Yeah. Um, like the, like the, uh, we were talking, I don't know if anyone listening to this will have seen it, but Men, Alex Garland's new movie, kind of has a very similar ending oh, to yeah. this one, where it's like, in my opinion, anyway, it's very my opinion, but it just feels so unnecessary how much graphic and body horror gets uh, at the end. Yeah. Especially, and honestly, this one, it feels more out of place than uh, in Men, but because yeah. Men kind of feels like it's building up to that. But this one, it just feels like it's such like a sweet movie at points. You it know? is a it's sweet like a, movie. Almost it's like a family sure. drama at points. Yeah. And then it just all of a sudden comes back yeah. to this. like It oh. is weird because it, cause she is kind of just making you root for the serial killer you know that's trying to <laughs> yes and like i don't know maybe this is a problem because like i don't know if you guys have an opinion on this but like okay. i don't i honestly don't know if serial killers can like 
change, you know? Like, I don't know if we can change the way their brain functions like that. Because, like, if you're a serial killer killing people, like, this much, like, I don't know if you can be, like... Normal. Normal again. <laughs> Which is kind of what the second half of this movie is all about. Like, her trying to be normal again. So, if you're saying in real so, like, life, I don't know. no way. I, okay. But, like, that feels yeah. like a core point of the movie is, like, you can, like... That's why, that's why I think this is a like movie this, and not but... real life in terms of, like... In terms of her being a serial killer, it's on the same level of, like, her giving birth to, like, some cyborg baby, you know? Or, like, having uh, a baby with a car, basically. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not supposed to be realistic, like... Because, I don't, like, in real life, obviously, that relationship probably would not work. No. Even between her and the father. But it's kind of like a... It's not... I don't want to say... It, it's just a... It's a movie world, you know? It is. Where you're yeah. making certain assumptions where, like, okay, maybe they will... Uh, be, because of the moments we've seen in the movie, they will have a... They will be able to figure it out in the end, you know, kind of thing. Even though in real life... But basically, no chance that would ever happen. Like, no. I mean, I mean, it was like we like look up later. It's based on a true story. It based all happened. On like, story. <laughs> it all happened. Except for the cyborg part. Okay, obviously. That was added. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, do we have any last thoughts on it? Like, um, who picked this? Like, how, I think Blake. I think it was. I don't know how all of. Well, I, I think it does I, seem like you would know the most about this movie. I, I would know the most. <laughs> I've I've heard about it a lot. That's no, yeah, I think that's just the way that that's how we got to it. It's like we we'd all heard about it a lot, okay, and we yeah, wanted to do yeah. like an older one. I mean, we were looking through. Yeah, we were just looking through. We were just looking through all the movies. Yeah. No, Maybe I at think some point it, I'll watch Raw. I'll definitely watch Raw at some point. Yeah. I honestly think I would like the dad version of this movie more, but. Yes, like if you take yes. it from the dad's perspective more so than like and just I don't know maybe See, not we're just cut. sexist men so that's all no, we're just sexist that. men Nick. <laughs> no I do actually think you make a good point or if it was more even you know he comes in earlier in the movie or something yeah I don't know I like this isn't a movie I'm gonna I'm like screaming to go back to you know no, so no. I don't know I don't know how often or if I'll like, ever revisit it again but it's definitely but at the other time I'm it's glad not a movie that I like if someone says they love it I'm not gonna be like no. uh, I'll understand dumb, least, like, or yeah, something you know I can see why people would like it yes it's definitely not my stylistic yeah, choice. Definitely like not for the me. The directors yeah. I love, really. So, it's like almost the opposite. But yeah. Uh, no, I guess we can just move on to Red Beard though. Yeah, if you guys want to, if you guys are done. Also, also, yeah, there, there's oh, a sorry. there's a clear distinction between uh, it's a bad movie and I don't like this movie. For yes. sure. I think that's an important think, thing to note. And okay, yes, that's a good point. We should say all. Is that for all three of us though? Yes. Really? And to me, it's not even like I don't like this movie. It's like uh, I'm I'm glad I watched it once. But it's like not something I'll ever yeah. think about really or want to come Probably back. Probably never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad it exists. Yeah, know? yeah. So and you know, at least people are swinging like this, you know, rather than just boring movies. Yeah, sure. leave it to the French. No. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> And she's still like, is this her second or third movie? Her, so yeah, what second feature probably? I think I'm she only sure has like right, four right. on Letterboxd, <laughs> and Raw was her first big one. So. I'll check, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, but we can just go on into Oof. Redbeard, which. I'm honestly surprised I had never seen this movie because I've seen like most of Kurosawa's filmography. Yes. But I'm really I'm really giving myself away also yeah. because it's it's over three hours and I just don't watch movies that long very often. So. Even though you've seen the samurai ones that are long. Hell yeah. You? Yeah. Well, I mean, it took me a long time to get to Kagemusha too. It took yeah. me till last year to get to that one. So. It's always intimidating to watch a long movie. Like, and then when you watch, it, you're like, why? Why? Why didn't I? Exactly. Do this I was watching this in the first thirty minutes. I was like, why have I never watched this before? Uh, <laughs> no, I know. Even though, well, okay, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie, but. Um, I was starting to have my doubts at the beginning. Oh, really? With what? It. Okay, get into Just it. Like, uh, well, we're already into it. Okay, so. okay. <laughs> directed well, by Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, di- directed by Akira Kurosawa. What year is it? 1965? 66, I think. 66? Ooh, yeah, 68, I thought. 65, 65. Oh, 65. Yeah, no, I was surprised how early it was. I was thinking it was later Kurosawa, but... I mean... 
I guess you I mean, it's after Yojimbo and Saint Yeah, Yojimbo and Saint Jerome were early sixties. Like, no, in terms of uh, yeah, not yeah, middle, yeah, middle, middle, actually, man. I think yeah, like I would consider like more middle later but either way, oh damn. Well, I mean, this is the last one with this is the last one with Mifune, so it's oh, yeah, definitely but... it's definitely probably yes. later. Oh my so. gosh, that's <laughs> like, another reason why I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Yeah, and, me too. And the, re- and the movie is the reason why they're not they uh, bro- broke up. They kind of broke up. Yeah, because yeah. of the troubles of filming it, like it took way too long, and Mifune got mad. Hmm. I mean, this was probably the last straw, but they're I mean they oh, worked yeah, together so much so, that I mean yeah. it was just a, probably a bunch of things that they were probably just like I'm done with you, so yeah. <laughs> kind of. It's like a Herzog Kinski relationship. Honestly, this is act, but see, that's like, well, I guess we'll have to talk about it at the end, maybe or something. But this is one of the great film partnerships. And oh, for sure. Them, him and Mifune. So yeah. it is kind of. There are moments where it feels like a Mifune swan song as well. Oh, and I'll yeah, talk about it at the sure. end for sure. Like Mifune definitely gets his moments. Oh, he does, dude. But uh, no, the, what I wanted to mention too at the beginning, why I was getting kind of nervous was, and I'll talk about this throughout the course of the movie. Like Kurosawa, more than a lot of directors. And he can get away with it because he's such a great director, like, just with everything he does. But and he is very basic, you know, maybe too heavy-handed with, like, uh, his, like, simple, almost simple messages. You know, where, like, uh, and I'll explain it at the beginning in terms of he's almost, like, he's playing it so hard how much the guy hates to be there. Yeah. You know, how oh, yeah. everyone hates to be there, you know? And, like, you can tell almost, you know, he's going to do the flip almost at the end. Like, <laughs> and, and, and in a lesser director's hands, it's like, you can see... Like, they would do it badly, basically. It wouldn't be Kurosawa doing it. But, like, when Kurosawa does it, and that's what makes the movie so great, you still feel like, you feel exactly like he does by the end. You're like, okay, I'm glad he's staying, you know, yeah. he's making the right choice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, a, it's like a corny ending, but, like, it, it works because he's so honest throughout the whole movie. It's a corny ending because you spent three hours yes, watching exactly. this guy grow, so. Yes, and he does actually experience, yeah. his, like, obviously what we'll, we'll talk about the movie, all the stuff he sees. You know, that's what yeah. makes the ending so special. And the end, that's why I was getting kind of nervous at the beginning. Like, oh, damn, is he actually going to, you know, like. It just felt so, you know, easy. Like, every character was, like, telling him how bad it's going to be, you yeah. know, how, how he's going to hate it. And I kind of liked it. Now I like it more going back and watching it because I was going through some of the notes I had, like, and a lot of the quotes are, like, he actually has a quote, like, I'm definitely leaving right away. And, yeah. and he's like, I'm definitely not leaving. I'm definitely not leaving. <laughs> I'm ne- no matter what you say, like, literally exactly yeah. opposite, you know? Yeah. Um, but, well. What do you guys think? Like, I've been talking. Um, no, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, really, uh, I was drawn a lot to uh, My Fune because it, it's kind of, it felt like uh, kind of a lot different from a lot of his roles that I've seen from him. Like, a lot of his roles are usually more, you know, he's more of an angry, flashy, you know, uh, like, just loud character. And then this he's one, got he's, more... He's like more active screen presence in a lot of his Yeah, he's more down to earth in this movie, you yeah. know. He's not yeah. Um and I just I, I loved how also this whole story, it it's interesting seeing Kurosawa tackle this because he never he almost I feel like he never gets this reflective and like uh, and this subject in general too. He's never really focused on, you know The closest is Ikiru to me. Yeah. Similar things. But so. even though they are much different movies, I feel like it, Oh yeah, definitely in terms of what they're showing, but yeah. in terms of themes, that's probably the closest I can think. Yeah. Just looking through. It's it like yeah, it just didn't feel like any Kurosawa movie to me though. Um, like, which I thought was. In really some fun. ways, I would agree with that, but. Yeah, it's just a different. It, it feels like a different change of pace for him, and I appreciate yes. that. So. I think that's a good point. It is a pay, like a. It's a lot slower than a lot of his movies. Oh yeah. You know? But you can still uh, see, you know, the Kurosawa camera movement. Oh, exactly. Oh, the, sure. the framing's incredible. Yeah. The long lenses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what honestly makes it even better. 
in some ways. It's like he's still using a lot of the same styles, like how you would film like a like a, an action scene or something, but he's doing it with just like doctors in this like cramped space, you know. Uh, yeah. You're spending like you're almost getting tired with them with how much they're having to see, you yeah. know. Well, I mean, the uh, first surgery scene that he's in—that's like oh, an actual—that's yeah, that's like an actual mean. action yes, scene. So, yes. okay, yeah, that's honestly one of his most exciting scenes. Yeah. Like, that he films. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's the one action scene. In the movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. It, it felt like just like him just being like, "Oh yeah, here's the old Mafune." Yeah. He had to get Mafune. It's a great fight scene too, honestly. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, like. Like their samurai, like in the movie, like the guy carries a samurai sword, doesn't he? There, it's in the, it's set during yeah. the, yeah. Like he like drew, like I thought it was like yeah in the period, it's and like during the 1600s, I think. I yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of weird seeing something set in that period like with Kurosawa and just like have no mention like the, you know. That's why of, I liked it so much, honestly, yeah. because like I honestly didn't know that Redbeard was set during the sh- during like the Shogunate period or whatever. I think it's the 1600s. I can't remember exactly. I know they say it in the movie, but. I can't remember exactly what it was. It says Tokugawa period. Yeah, so. okay, so this okay. Tokugawa Shogunite. So it is during that. Because, like, that was one of my favorite things. I didn't know that that was, like, what this movie was kind of about, about, like, a doctor during that period. Because that is a really interesting subject. Because he even yeah. says it. He's like, yeah, doctors, it kind of just feels like we're just here to watch people die, you know? Because, <laughs> like, we know, we know what's wrong with them, but we can't do anything about it. Yeah. For yeah. a lot of things. So, like... I mean, that's part of... And, honestly, that's one of the themes of the movie itself is about even in the face of you can't do anything about death and the suffering you still help anyway yes and like uh one of the, my favorite scenes in this is like it's it's the scene where and this is what i'm saying like where kurosawa is heavy-handed a lot of times but it just it's because it's him he can get away with it like the scene with the the old rich fat guy and he's literally like snorting like a pig when they introduce them yeah <laughs> like and he's like uh he says something about how you you just basically eat too much fat and oils like kind of thing like you know saying that's why he's struggling so much yeah but then when he leaves that guy there's like his assistant or something that's in the house with him basically saying like why do you guys even do anything anyway if you know they're gonna die you can't do anything and like you can just tell Redbeard you're so mad at him but he says the same thing leaves then he says uh he says something like it's just part of being a doctor you have to like you have to just listen to what the rich people say kind of thing yeah oh (laughs) yes no you know it's like but it just he was a, like, you have to treat the rich people to pay the to pay the bills, basically. Yeah, something so. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And no, it's like, that was the like, gist of it. That's, but that's why, why Kurosawa can get away with it, right? Because yeah. he's honest at the same time. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, uh, he's not hiding from how brutal a lot of it is, or, like, how terrible it must be to be a doctor in that period, especially, yeah, you know? Yeah, especially a period where where Redbeard specifically is dealing with the poor, with poor people. Exactly. And doctors exactly. don't, yes. like, they... Especially in that period, they just didn't care about poor yes. people, you know? Like, yeah. they were peasants. <laughs> that's, I mean, dude, if they were like, below them. But that's so. why it kind of feels modern at the same time, yeah. right? Where it's like, if you're a doctor that's, uh, you're, because uh, remember, the, they say, I think, towards the beginning where, like, during the e- afternoon or evening is where they, uh, he treats all the poor people that don't have money. So the yeah. morning he spends people with people that money, yeah. afternoons is with people without money. But then they're dealing, they're dealing with, like, budget cuts, too. Just like, you know, you, I'm sure you can yeah. find a lot of hospitals today oh, yeah. doing the same stuff, especially with doctors that, you know, don't make money. Yeah. Right, uh, like you know, that's a whole other. T- I I mean, this movie is kind of about that how healthcare should not be for money. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's yeah, the main thing basically. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, but it's just yeah, it's always in the background why they're struggling so much with all this. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of my favorite scenes was whenever you, I don't remember if it was with the guy dying of liver cancer, but like it was whenever he was sitting down with them, and the doctor and the guy was asking like, 
why don't you wear your uh, your doctor's apparel, basically? Like, the patient was asking him that. He was like, oh, I just... He gave some reason, like, he just didn't want to, basically. And he was like, oh, I always like seeing doctors and doctor's apparel, uh, the clinic apparel, because that means that they'll treat me even if I don't have money. Yes, so yes, like, yes. And then, like, that's that's the, that's the what he needed to hear to actually, like, yeah, conform, conform oh, to, like, yeah, the, yeah. the clinic, basically. Why he basically yeah. was yeah. put on the uniform. Like, why should I do this, you know? Yeah. He when he finally starts got to learn, the everything there has yeah. a reason, but you have to be there first, you know? You yeah. can't just be like, I'll do my own thing. Yeah, like, what is, what is the thing the guy told when he first walked in? It was like, um, it's going to be hard here, but you can, you'll learn a lot if you want to, or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That was basically the quote. We should talk about uh, some of the other main characters. At least the way I've thought about the movie, at least in my head, is like there's three or four uh, main like patients that the yeah. movie revolves around. Oh, and like yeah. the first one is the mantis, or the oh, you know, the yeah. and like <laughs> I um, it's kind of because you mentioned uh, um, I, I mentioned this before the podcast where these movies are related in one way, Titan and Redbeard, <laughs> yeah. where they both have hairpin killers basically. Yeah. yeah. But uh, kind of stepping off that is you asked the question to Titan if. Uh, concealer killers you know can they have redemption kind of thing and that's kind of what they're doing with this girl right like, kind of, yeah. she's basically like the, the excuse is or not excuse but there's a reason of you know she's she went crazy because of what happened to her right yeah and you can see why when she's telling the stories of what happened to her you know yeah but yeah, that's you know that, that scene gave me way too much anxiety when like oh, it's yeah, just, it just like it was like he didn't cut for a while he yeah. was just oh, like looking at oh him. he films it too like yeah because so uh yeah from the side, basically, and there's just like a single candle, and there's like a shadow yeah. behind him the whole he's time. Like, it's just oh amazing. god! And like you just like, like, get so saying. close, like, and oh man, that's what makes it a Kurosawa movie. You know, at least yes. everything like on the surface, if you're describing a story, I'm not gonna say it's gonna sound boring, but that's probably why I avoided it. Was one of the main reasons I watch a Kurosawa movie is like I want to feel the scale, you know, of everything he does. Like yeah. he's you know one of the best at, at, at using scale. And then when he you does. just read the description of this one of like you know just a doctor taking care of some patients kind of thing, like. Does it feel like a Kurosawa movie, you know? Like, I wonder why I did that. But when you actually watch it, it does, It still feels like it almost epic in its own way. Like, a, an epic about a, a guy becoming a doctor, almost. Yeah. You know, for poor people. An, an epic without many characters. <laughs> it has a lot like, of characters, It does. Though. I mean, main characters. Because, yeah, like, yeah, like, my, yeah. my favorite patient... Is the is the guy whose wife died or like whose wife killed herself? Yeah. Like that yeah, was that definitely was my favorite. That was definitely my favorite yeah. one, just because like that's literally kind of the story you like think about and feel really just sad. You know, yeah. like like that 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 was just like a really sad story about a man losing his one love because of like st- I don't want to say like stupid obligations, but that's another thing. Like how I talked about it in a page of madness last week where Japanese cinema is all about, like, obligation versus human emotion. And that one definitely showed it specifically because she chose, like, to use that earthquake that happened to go back to her obligation and what she felt obligated to do for her family and leave what she was actually happy with. And then she ended up killing herself because she wasn't happy with her life anymore. (laughs) And she, and, like, then her doing that caused more grief for more people. And, like, that's... Like the cycle of grief and talking and talking about the cycle of grief in this movie is like, I just like that he talks about it because yeah. people don't mm-hmm. talk about grief enough and the process of dying isn't even talked yes. about in movies or in anything enough. Yes. And that's why like this movie is just kind of important and just really sweet is because yes. it is talking about the process of dying and how it's not something to be like totally scared of or something, you know, yes. like. 
it's just a process that happens to everyone we yes. don't know why like we, okay we like we don't know why we die we like we just do like you know like yeah. that's kind of, of what mifune yeah like it's just part of life, of life. Yes. And that's why like mifune or redbeard says like whenever the guy's dying it's a solemn affair you know yeah. like yeah. yeah he's seen it before you yeah. know um and like and that's what i love about the red what i love about redbeard is uh like basically when you look at him on the surface he's kind of like almost like a general who like has no emotions kind of thing yeah. but uh <clears throat> just by his actions alone you can tell he cares about all the people he, he really does yes. you know he doesn't have to act like it right that's what makes him part of special like you're learning while he's doing everything why people love him so much because you know at the beginning you're like why does it you know everyone's like oh redbeard's amazing you know they're all like praising him and like but then when you meet him obviously it's meant to show like why do people love this guy so much he's just like a boss he's like basically forces the guy to stay there without yeah. him even knowing yeah. him, you know like doing like do you guys think it's kurosawa's most human movie so what do you mean by that like his uh, like that his movie that most showcases his his humanism basically yeah, no. basically, yeah. this is no. the thing it's one a- this is what i kind of i'm starting to realize more about kurosawa and it's kind of why i like his non-samurai movies maybe more at least in my opinion not i don't think they're better just i like them more is because uh some of them have more clear messages about that humanism you're speaking about yeah. but what i love about it is they're kind of like different aspects of why someone should decide to live even in the face of these you know yeah. and like dream that's why i really love dreams you know yeah because it's like little, little vignettes on that but they're kind of same similar themes right he's still honest like you know dreams has like uh, basically a town getting destroyed by a nuke and everyone dying you know or not a uh, nuclear waste basically yeah but uh he's still honest about what he thinks is going on in life like you were saying he's very honest about death you know in this one especially you know yeah. uh, not only death but uh trauma as well yeah. you know yeah. uh, like for sure you know because uh, a lot of these people are just being sent over here but he's actually showing them like these people still deserve you know uh care and love yeah just like everyone else even if they've had traumatic experiences in their past uh and that's true with um the two other characters that i don't think we've mentioned yet that i, I really wanted to mention was uh, the girl that they say from kind of like yeah. the, the brothel, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they call it, but basically the brothel, the girl they save, and then uh, the boy that she basically uh, helps, starts yeah, helping, you know, in secret, it. yes. And uh, kind of, yeah, it's because um, I love the, basically the where the movie comes together for me is that scene with the, it's basically right after the intermission where they decide to take the girl, right? And then that's when the new doctor, uh, he basically you know you can say you can tell that's what the intermission is basically when he decides because redbeard says to her or says to him that this is your responsibility now you have to take care of the girl and so you can tell basically at that point he's going to be sucked in you know and so uh after that what my favorite scene in the movie where it starts to come together is when he gets sick uh taking care of her and then she just like natural almost almost natural where she just starts taking care of him you know Mm -hmm. and that's when she starts getting better right when she starts taking care of other people And then she starts taking care of the boy, and like yeah. you know when they're when they're having to hide, literally at a hospital they're having to hide because she, she still has because you know there's still people getting mad at him for stealing food even yeah. though he's like a boy, but and his she still has to hide. Yeah, you know it just kind of just passed this kind of almost love passes on, right? Yeah. Um, and that would not have happened if they never taken that girl in the first place, right? And that's kind of like, I think at least Redbeard has that knowledge, you know, and that's why he never speaks about it, but he's <clears> always <throat> wanting to do it, and that's kind of where the movie made se- sense to me, and you can kind of see it from there to snowball, right? Yeah, and that just the, the doctor's one of them. He's just one of the characters where that happens too, because uh, what's his name? I think his name is like Sahachi, something like that. Which the guy one? with the wife that you were talking about with the flashbacks. 
Because um, remember, he he said that's when I decided to come here and help because I I wanted to just help others the way you know after yes, Hachi. He says basically that's the reason why he comes he came to work at the hospital because he wanted to help others you know in memory of her. Yeah. And that's and they're all saying like uh, how sad it is that he had died because he never thought about himself, right? Yeah. But like that wasn't his whole history, obviously. So that's kind of what I love. All the characters have their little kind of back history and their like kind of reason for doing what they're doing. They do. No, I really like the uh, I really like the um, the scenes where she's taking care of him because that honestly it, whatever I was watching I felt like it was a fever dream almost because like he said that yeah. afterwards like it like to him it felt like he was in a fever I mean he was dream. already he was already out of yeah <laughs> yeah but like it felt like not completely real like that she was. That's what I'm saying. Progressing yeah, that yeah. fast, it was yeah. like it was pretty interesting. I That's like, what I'm saying. It almost felt yeah. natural. Like there was someone. There was like a, I don't want to say it's animalistic, but like almost kind of like there was some a being in need, and then yeah. she just needed. It just had to happen. Almost kind of thing, right? She, she they switched. They swapped roles. Yes, they swapped yeah. roles. Yes, yeah. and it it's almost like, the movie on a certain level is kind of about that, right? We just like Kurosawa never really says exactly why you should do it. It's just like we need to do this because you know we're humans and like, uh. There's no specific reason why, like, the doctor all of a sudden just decides to start helping, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like he realizes, oh, this is actually easy or something, you know? It's like, if anything, he probably realizes it's harder. But at the same time, he still makes that choice. Almost like it's, once he's in there, just like the girl, once they're there and they see that what's something needs to be done, they just go ahead and do it. Yeah. It has a certain, like, maybe when you said human, Kurosawa, maybe it's his most, like, I don't know, just touching, like, uh... No, Dare Suzal is more touching. No, Lake Kurosawa, Lake Kurosawa is definitely more. It's he he tends to be more humanistic. At okay. least he's that, that makes sense. Though, like so. dreams, when you're older, yeah. Well, dreams, Madayo, Dodesco. But I think there is something to like that. What he's saying, humanism. I think there is something to that. What? Maybe this is where he's starting to do that. that oh. more like openly humanistic. You know? Akira yeah. was also yeah. Akira is like that. No, Akira is maybe the most open. Ugh, that's the answer yeah, to say yeah. one. Honestly, I think. I don't know what y'all think about this, but I think it's more natural the humanism in this movie than Akiru. Okay. Yeah, I love Akiru, but yeah, like I I'm probably even more than this movie, honestly. I actually kind but, of agree with that too. No, this I'm one like, slowly yeah, goes along with the characters. Yeah, it's, it's more natural. Has, yeah. Uh, one of the best parts of the movie is like the, all of a sudden the cut where you know he dies two thirds of the movie, and the last third is just people talking about him. You know? But that I love that part of the Akiru because it, it does something different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's this one amazing. like is more just straight natural, like. A to B to C movie type of movie, yeah. you know? but you're going deep. Like you're just that's what one of my favorite parts of the movie is the way he slowly uses the moves the camera. You feel cramped in a lot of it, just like they probably did, you know. Oh, yeah. But and uh, by the time you're in the by the time the movie ends, you feel like you've really been there, almost kind of been in there with them, you know. Yeah. All the little problems they've had and everything. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any anything else to say about it? Uh, honestly, honestly, watching like and talking about this makes me like really want to talk about more Kurosawa movies. We'll definitely have to do yeah. a series on it. Oh my god! Oh, we'll do, I mean, we'll, we'll do multiple um, series. How could we not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will be multiples. <laughs> I do like how he ended uh, the intermission and the ending basically the same way, just like with a a shot just holding on the uh, the entrance to the clinic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Basically coming in for another appointment. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the show goes on kind of thing. You know, I do like the overall message of 
doing what's right, basically. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you sound so cheesy yeah. saying it. It does sound <laughs> cheesy <laughs> saying it, yeah. but it is like, like, okay, like this is the, like, a, a like this is movie. like, this is the movie about the ideal doctors, you know, like these are the ideal doctors that will, that don't mind turning down a position to be the Shogun's fucking yes, physician yes, yes. to, to, to be like a poor, poor doctor. Like that's what the ideal doctor is like serving the poor that yes. actually need it. Rather and like yes, they'll but serve see, the rich too whenever they why, pay them. But um, that's why I don't think it's. Uh, that's why I like Kurosawa too. But I don't think it's just about doctors. You know, it could be about yeah. anyone. You know, that's <clears> why it's it's better to make the selfless act than just be selfish all the yeah, time sure. kind of thing. But yes, I see what you're saying specifically about doctors. Yeah. Like, um, obviously that'd be the ideal. <laughs> yes. uh, especially in a country where you know our medicine is all run by money, basically. <laughs> Big pharma. <laughs> I mean, just to get paid to care, though. Like, that's still, like, this was yeah. happening in the Tokugawa period, yeah. where people were like, oh, you know, the of course, if you have money, you're going to get first, you're going to get first service, because that's the only way that you can keep this going, kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Some things never change. Some things never change. But, uh, any last words uh, before we no, introduce? No, I think that's... Yeah. That'll be good, that'll be a good way to end review, yeah, I think, yeah. so we can... And we'll uh, definitely have to come back to... Oh, we'll, we'll definitely oh, go back to Oh, we should. Worry. Okay, we should talk about the last. I mean, Buffini's last movie with Kurosawa. Oh that's, yeah, that's crazy. That, and I'm glad that's why the fight scene. When I read that before this, watching this movie, because I had forgotten that this was Buffini's last Kurosawa. Uh, watching the fight scene after that, it kind of just made it even better. You it know? did even better. Like okay, yeah, you got one last fight scene. And it's an, and he's a doctor of all, of all things. One last like, fight scene. You're just scene. not expecting it. You're not expecting it. Just yeah. almost random. One last like, fight scene. He's doing it just to make more money. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he moves Send on. Send all of them to the clinic. <laughs> we'll fix them up. That's basically yeah. what he did. <laughs> okay, he's saving the girl. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> No, he was he was doing it like a pacifist, yeah, yeah, just yeah. breaking bones instead of, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> See, this is why we need a red beard too, where he's like training the new doctor about his fighting technique. Man. Like, I gotta pass this along too. You know? I gotta I mean, pass this what along if someone too. comes and tries to take the girl again? Like, that's, definitely, like, that's definitely like a Hollywood scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get like Chris Pratt to play him or something. Oh, God. Stop it. <laughs> Okay. But okay, yeah, you should introduce your. Yeah, we can. Um, we, what, what are we, we going, we're to, going we'll, to our new series yeah. next week? So. so our new series, we are doing early Studio Ghibli, since we aren't going to be able to do all of them at once, obviously, because they have over twenty movies. Yeah. So we're going to narrow it down to early Ghibli. That was yeah. my choice, and we're going to start off with the first movie is not even going to be a Ghibli movie. It's going to be Naushka: The Valley of the Wind. But we're doing Naushka and Castle in the Sky. Which is the first Ghibli movie. So, so Naushka is the fir- his movie did before. Uh, yeah, Naushka was my, was Miyazaki's first but, like huge massive movie. Did, okay. did, did did like Studio Ghibli? But it was a massive though, afterwards. Oh yeah, it's a Studio Ghibli movie. Like that, it's literally we'll under, under it it's under week. the Studio Ghibli tab. <laughs> like okay, like but, it's, but it wasn't a Ghibli movie. It's not a Ghibli movie. Okay. Oh, wait wait okay that's wait no so like it's a Miy- it's Miyazaki owns it it's just like not it wasn't produced by Studio Ghibli okay, it was so produced at by the time studio. it wasn't but now he was working with Toei I think we'll get into this next week but yeah, he was yeah. working he was working with Toei you have to talk about how yeah. Studio Ghibli yeah. started and everything because yeah. I always thought it started with Miyazaki so it did start with Miyazaki oh it did okay, it okay. started with Miyazaki and Takahata but oh, okay. Okay. it was after after Nash after he made so movies already it was after yeah. he made a couple yeah. This yeah. is this is their uh, his United Artists. Yeah. Basically, you, yeah. you, you I mean that basically, basically, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, oh, well, yeah. yeah. No, because he, he starred this. He started he started Studio Ghibli because he he wanted a place for animators to come and actually make a movie. So, no, basically, so. That is one. Of, that is one of the best parts about Studio Ghibli too. Yeah. Is, yeah. 
kind of crazy that exists. Get ready yeah, for... we'll get we'll definitely get into that later because they definitely changed the industry a lot, but by just the animation uh, industry in general yeah. with the way their studio worked. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely be yes. getting ready for some good ass movies. Okay. So. You're getting ready for Danny to be a hater. No, no, no. No, that'll come. That'll come in part two. That'll come in part two. We're skipping Spirit Away and Prince of Monica. No, those are coming. In, oh those my are coming. Gosh, in. Like the best two movies. Oh well, come on. Okay, Spirit Away maybe. Prize of Monoke. I like. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I be, might change my mind too. So Princess Monoke and Spirit Away aren't going to be in the in early Ghibli. Yeah, they'll, really that'll be movie. that'll be after the series. So. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not trying to be Miyazaki happy. At least too happy. You know, it'll still it'll be it'll, it'll be, heavy, it'll be but, basically Miyazaki. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's what's yeah, next week. That's next week. So um, we hope to see you floating in the clouds. Yeah.